Sammy said here and let me a whiting. <laughs> Welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you for joining. Um, just hang out for a little while. We're going to leave the music playing while we wait for people to join. Thank you for joining. We're just going to continue to play a little bit of music, you guys, while we wait for people to join. I know that we've got a few more coming yet, so thank you for bearing with us. Deb's online. Hi, Deb. Okay, we're ready. Is everyone ready? Deb, are you jumping in now or are you... Um, we're just getting organised, everyone. Um, okay. Okay, everyone, welcome to the 8 News Show. My name's Andrew, your host for this evening. Well, we've got an interesting night ahead of us. Tonight, we're speaking about the Postmasters. And um, I'm interested to know all about this. Uh, it's something I don't know very much at all about. I know a few of you will probably know about the Postmasters, and I know lots of you won't. So you're going to get an introduction to it tonight. So with that, I'd like to introduce my guests, Nigel Wilson of the Postmasters. Welcome, Nigel. Greetings, Andrew. Thank you for being with us. Lindsay, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Welcome to the 8 News Show. Thank you. Um, and Mark Loss. Welcome, Mark, my favourite co-host from the Jab Injured series. How are you? This Thank evening? you, Andrew. Very well. Excellent. Thank you for being here, everyone. So, um, guys and ladies, sorry, Debbie. We haven't. Hello. Hello, Deb. We didn't introduce you, Deb, because you're not on online yet with us, right? So Debbie's actually here in the room with us, uh, and she is going to be jumping on the mic at some point during the show, yes. right, Deb? Yes. And I'll introduce you then, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. We're, we're all here together and it's great. And we're just, we're just waiting for some people to join us. We've got a few with us already. Um, for everyone who has joined us, please share out the show right now. Um, I'd really like to get lots of people on with us this evening. I know that we're going to have a few. Normally we do start at around 8.30 in the evenings on Friday. But we've brought it forward by an hour this, um, this week and for weeks moving forward. So what's going on, Deb? Uh, so now, everyone, um, I don't have my, new, my usual music um, like we normally do. I've got a brand new system that I'm running off tonight. So we're going to have to put up with um, this terrible little intro tune that came built in. I'm very, very sorry about that. But... Um, we are just going to wait for a few more minutes for people to join us. Looks like we've got a few entering in right now. So, everyone, just hang out for a little bit. We will be right with you before we properly kick off this show. Okay, so... Um, when we come back, we're going to get yep. into it. All right, we're yep. going to get right into it. All right, um, you all good? 
Yeah. I may have to sort of uh, have some food inside. What's that? Oh, she's got me dinner. Oh, has she? I'll see if I can work that in. Some of Mark talks or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can do that. All right, we're going to kick into it right now. Okay, everyone, we are back in the show. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, sorry about that. If I just blew someone's eardrums out. Um, got a new system here. Just getting used to it. Well, we're here and we've got a few people in the, in the audience with us already. So, as I said at the introduction of the show, we are talking to the Postmasters this evening. And Nigel Wilson is here. Nigel. Um, let's go. Yep. Mate, I need to know a couple of things from you first of all. What got you into this movement? What happened to you and why did you start? Yeah, that, that's actually time? a very good question. Uh, first off, um, I've just given my quantum name. It's Phil Colin uh, Nigel hyphen Robert uh, Phil Colin Wilson. So pretty much that puts you into fact and I'll, I won't go through too much detail. We'll get about, into that later. Yeah, later on. Yep. But I was just, it was actually ironic, uh, I think most people heard of Judy Wildman, mm -hmm. and uh, she sort of uh, put myself uh, with uh, another guy because we're both fly and fly out, and we're both against all the, the mandates and what was coming up. So we, we sort of connected, and then uh, he said, What about the postmasters? So uh, right, I didn't know too much about it, but I thought of the trust value. So I'm one of those ones who haven't gone through too many sort of rabbit holes, but uh, it, um, yeah, it just led me in that way. But I did drop it for a while because I, I didn't really know too much about that, but we're lucky we ran into another uh, postmaster, um, Judy Lona, and she helped us. And I've been really deep diving this um, really from January and all that. But mm -hmm. I suppose the big thing is uh, we're all looking for remedies and yeah. solutions. And I have, really haven't actually seen too much people having successes. So I suppose just opening to try and something more. And, and one thing I like about this venue is you can actually, there's a lot of uh, personal development you can get from that. and. I feel like I've just grown so much in the last six months and I suppose like a lot of us, um, some of us lost their jobs and so forth. But um, but one thing that's actually given me the opportunity is the, the, the people I've actually met along the, the journey. Mm. And I, I think that's a big thing with all of us. We want to connect with like-minded people and um, that's one thing I've really had the, the opportunity in the venue and, and just being on all the different groups and doing the different performances. I've, really challenged myself but put myself out of my um, comfort zone but um, I think I'm better for it and you just feel like you're more empowered that's what I like and like about this venue you, you actually we call like performances mean accomplishment of a of a task or things and, mm -hmm. and that's one thing I've really grown through actually doing that so that just gives you a brief sort of uh, intro why I actually got into the uh, Right. Well, mate, I, I think it's fair to say that this event that we've all gone through yep. um, since the, let's just say, from October last year, yep. October, November last year, has really caused all of us to grow a little bit yep. and all of us to find, um, you know, the people who we should be working with or the, yep. who, who, who align to us. I often say that uh, the, the government activated me and I think that would be fair to say that yep. Most of us came into this because we were activated by our government, which I think is a great mistake, right? Um, thank you, Mark. You've, you've um, essentially helped me find my people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's led us to a position where we've all gone and, and really 
put ourselves into completely different positions to what we would have in our normal natural life. Uh, there's no way I could have ever said to you that I would be here on a podcast on a Friday night live session, even just six months ago. Uh, things just keep on happening and they keep on evolving and so we keep on growing, right? And that's why we're here tonight, of course, to talk about all these new things. So um, before we go any further, Nigel, what I'm really interested to know mm -hmm. is how did all this stuff come about? Because I, uh, as I was saying to you off mic a little earlier, I probably about 16 years ago spent a full year looking right into the, all of the aspects of what was sovereignty. Because mm -hmm. we, we all hear that word, but not many of us really know what it's all yeah. about and, and the truth of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got to a point in that where I really started to think, you know what, um, I, I totally get what is being said here, uh, but I can't see this actually working out. Like, in other words, I was asking myself the question, as I know many have, um, well, I'd like to achieve sovereignty. And, you know, there's all these great things, marvellous things that you can, you can do if you have true sovereignty. But I also at the same time realised that I'd spend at least the next 20 years going through court, jail, you know, yeah. literally the kind of commitment that really very, very few of us are in a position to commit to. This is the simple reality of mm -hmm. it. Uh, and so... I got to a point where I thought that's really interesting. I do have, I do believe in a lot of what's being said because it just made complete sense and I could see what was being said, but uh, yeah, I had to just walk away from it. So when it comes to what you're talking about and what mm -hmm. the common law sheriffs are talking about and all these other factions of this thing, uh, you're going to have to sell it to me yeah. because... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not digging it, if I can put it to yep. you that way, uh, for, for those reasons, because I have got a background in this. And so what I'm really interested in is, is can we just start at the beginning? This man, Nigel Gould, Jay Gould? No, Russell. Russell. Full column Russell hyphen J, full column Gould. Okay. Because um, everything's on timelines. Okay. And um, it, they sort of worked out that it's, you know, each country goes through a moratorium of three bankruptcy of 70 years. Mm -hmm. So you can work out what happened in 1929, mm -hmm. the Great Depression. So they worked out in um, 1999 that, uh, that the former United States of America would come out of their uh, third bankruptcy. And uh, him and his partner, um, Dave Wynn Miller, um, they just waited to the, the correct date. I think it was around September. Don't quote me if I'm actually correct actually on, on that. Um, but that they worked out that there was an opportunity here to actually uh, put a treaty in to claim the, the 24 flag. That's the, uh, the, the former United States of America flag. Just, so, and just sorry, mate. Just yep. one mate. Everyone, sorry about the noise. We're just getting some um, food put down on the table. <laughs> Uh, it's very hard to get properly organised for a Friday night, and it is an after dinner with drinks yep. show anyway, so that's fine. So, Nigel, just going back to that, mate, uh -huh. you've you've gone about twenty steps ahead of me already. Um, let before we get into colons and all these yes, things, right? Yes. Who was the guy? Where did he come from? What is it that he 
he did. I know you're saying he captured the flag, but I'm kind of thinking, you know, guns blazing, running up the hill, capturing the flag. I play some computer games occasionally and capture the flag means something entirely different, Mm -hmm. Um, but all to do with shooting people. So is that what he did? Um, Because when you're saying capture the flag, what, 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 what are you talking about? When did this occur? What year? There's 1999. Right. But the one thing is he did a lot of research. He went to the uh, Benjamin Franklin um, post office because I think people just need to sort of realise this is around postal shipping and banking. And so he... Well, that's an, another question yep. I've got for know, you. But we've got to get into all of yep. these. I want, I want, for the people who don't know what this is about, mm-hmm. including me, yep. I want the nitty-gritty of, of what this is without getting into the nitty-gritty yep. of all yep. this language that you've got yep. because that starts to lose me. Yep. Um, I do want to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. But we're trying to introduce this to new people. Yep, just slowly. And mm-hmm. give everyone the opportunity to sort of have a look at this for themselves. Yep. So um, go. Who is he? What is he? Yeah, like he's, he's from. He's a know, regular bloke. Yeah, just a, a regular guy. But um, Was he working on the stock exchange? No, he, he wasn't uh, but one thing actually was interesting when he was actually very young his grandmother put him in this um like this language class for the grammar because he's quite he's not very often children get exposed to such a young age so he knew about the grammar but one thing he worked in uh, combination with david miller he's the one hang on let's go back a step the grammar you mean like uh, proper pronunciation yes, of things. Yeah, he's like, when you say the grammar, you mean she introduced him to proper grammar. Yeah, just the behind how the grammar construct and the different the the words and everything else. Uh, and I'm presuming that was English grammar. Yes, very much so. Um, very much so. So, okay, so he was aware of. When he spoke to people, he was aware of what they were actually trying to say because I think yes. that's an interesting point. A lot of people speak to each other every day and they have a certain way of explaining things that don't actually line up with the way somebody else understands something. Yeah. And so often what I find is that people don't speak clearly, number one, mm-hmm. and they don't understand the, the words that they're using, number two. So you can get a lot of mixed messages. So I think without even realising it, a lot of us spend every day like little computer modems kind of thing, translating what everyone means around us. Yeah. And um, so uh, Russell was very conscious of this, yes. is what you're saying? he was. Okay. And so... He's, he yeah. actually spent, they reckon he spent, he's spent r- roughly about 200,000 hours actually on... The, the grammar and going through the words and finding out the real meanings. Of what, sorry? Just just the word meanings. Okay. Where did the, the word derive? Because over the centuries, they've actually changed the, the meaning of the word. So they go back to even 1700s and 1800s of the, the dictionaries and so forth. That's how he's gone that sort of deep dive, trying to understand. Because unless you understand the, the construct of the sentences and paragraphs and the contracts. Yeah, but in what? What are we talking about? Just, just anything, just everyday Pretty, pretty much around. anyone every day? Oh, but mainly around contracts. That's yeah, so this is really... what I'm trying to understand. That's mm-hmm. what, uh, So what I'm finding is every time I hear about the postmasters, mm-hmm. that, 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 uh, that line of conversation comes out immediately. 
but it leaves me going, okay, but that's not what I asked. Um, so right away you're saying that Russell's whole thing was all about the constructive language and all that, mm-hmm. but you guys lose me as soon as you start speaking. So this is what I want to try and just break it right back down again. Before we go there, I just want to sort of understand where this comes from. I, like, who are the postmasters? Does that make, do you, you see where I'm coming yeah, yeah. from? Yeah. So um, Russell sort of, let's go back over it. So he understood the language that people were Correct. using. So he started going, well, I'm going to start looking at government contracts, for example. And he started reading through them and going, holy shit, they're saying one thing, but they're actually meaning another. Correct. Is that what you're saying to me? Very much so. That's one thing I've learned through that. You see a lot of the the tricks and the the grammar, and they have specific still styles, manuals and all that. Absolutely. And I think um, it's important to point out that a lot of people may not understand this, that um, if any word is ever used in um, legislation, Mm-hmm. That word has to be defined mm-hmm. first before it can be used. So it might have been defined 30 years previous in another legislature, but you need to understand that definition yes. to understand how that word's being used in the current day document. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd better point out here that since uh, Russell J. Gould is an American, you have to first think about American legal tradition, which of course derives primarily from British legal tradition and the British legal tradition itself. The British legal tradition comes from William the Conqueror, who could not speak a word of English, and thus his court held court in French, and he was able to rule England because he sent circuit judges around and was able to try to judge people fairly, fairly, and uh, gradually took over control of the whole of England, which he had to do quite brutally to start with. Thus, when we look for definitions in the English language, not only do we have to look for precedents, and we have to look in a book, I believe it's called Blackstone's Legal Dictionary. I do not have a copy. I'm a doctor, not a lawyer, so my knowledge of law is poor, but I did do French and Latin at school, and I do know that certain English legal traditions are actually French in origin, because they were brought to England by William the Conqueror, and of course many other uh, language traditions in England, because England was part of the Roman Empire, also derived from Latin. And for example, if some of these are termed court-martial, the term court-martial, the adjective follows the noun, which follows the uh, French tradition, which also occurs in Latin. Thus, when I look at something legal like that, I know that the lawyers so often uh, refer to French and Latin origins for our uh, legal tradition, much less often in German or in other languages. Interesting. Okay. Hey, look, just um, I'll take this yep. quick break to just say hello to all of our audience that have joined us. Uh, there's quite a few of you out there that haven't put a username together, so you're anonymous. Welcome anyway. Um, Nick, hi, Nick. Uh, I just saw you come online, mate. Um, we've also got Healthy Leper, one of the photographers from Perth. Welcome. Um, welcome, Miss Leper. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. I'm going to be in trouble now. Uh, maybe you can write it into the this into the chat for me, um, so I can. Oh, it's Tanya. Thank you, Robin. I'd like to say hello to you as well, Robin. How are you? Robin um, is a co-host of mine on the Homelessness series, which I'm very proud of, and I'm very pleased to be working with Robin on that. So hey, thanks. Um, also, Jen. Hello. How are you? 
And we've got a few others there that I can't uh, distinguish what the names are. So welcome, everyone. I really appreciate you joining us. We're talking to the Postmasters this evening, if you've only just joined in. And we're in the process of getting into the nitty-gritty of who is Russell J. Guild and who are the Postmasters. So where were we up to? We've just talked about how language is used in legislation or Correct. any legal document throughout yep. the age, well, yep. throughout contemporary history, let's just say that. Uh, and Russell started to recognise this. Yep. Right, so take it away. Because I suppose you have to go back if... Just speak into your mind right. a little bit. Thanks. Sorry. Because right. um, if you watch the, uh, the... One thing I'll say to the audience, if you want to get more understanding of this, um, of, we call it vet, venue... Um, especially watch Warcastles 1, that will give you how the whole Masonic system has been set up. So if you're looking for a um, sort of remedy, you go to the last flag standing, um, dot com to, to watch the film. Okay, you, you keep doing it, mate. You're just jumping ahead too many steps. Um, let's go back to you, this word venue keeps mm -hmm. coming out. Okay, what, what does it mean when you start talking about venue? We sort of substitute that instead of actually using the word jurisdiction. So, like but you guys use jurisdiction as well. You'll pretty much find now we use venue. You'll you okay. hear that quite often. I don't really hear jurisdiction actually. They'll use that when they're talking about someone else using that to the courts and different right. things like that. But um, we so, talk about when we control the the venue that we use the word venue. Right, okay. So just imagine that I know nothing. Yeah. Um, when you say the word venue, what, what are we actually talking about? Because that's one thing about the, the federal postmasters, it's all about the venue, like contract. Yeah. Like if we put our, um, it's not the full one, but the stamp over the contract, it's all about uh, postal mechanics um, authority on it, but we become the postmaster of that con contract. So it's we own the contract actually with that. Okay. Now you just you're raising more questions. It, let's go back to the postmasters because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to um, people are probably going to get annoyed with me. Yep. I, I need to understand this. Uh, Let's just talk about who the postmaster, before you got involved yep, sure. or anyone in the yep. current day got involved yep. in this, tell me about this thing, the postmasters, and how that has relevance to what we're talking about or what the issues are. First of all, the issues are, I think it's pretty plain to see, yep. that us, the common people, yes. have been effectively, very creatively written out of the legislation, mm -hmm. okay, so that they can, well, when I say they, the government, the people with the power yep. mandate, yep. use that word mandate, the people who have the power um, don't really care what you're saying, just as a side note, because they've got the power, right? So the people who've got the power, they write these this legislation that really just leaves the door wide open for them to interpret it so that they can interpret it whichever way they wish, leaving them in a better position than you no matter what the case. Okay, so how does a postmaster who, for, for yep. a bloke like me, yep. if I was looking to start a career and I wanted to go into the Australian Postal Service, maybe I'd become a postmaster. What What is it? Why is it relevant? 
the different thing here actually is that um, at that same time, the um, the it's always the king and queen of actually the UK or always the postmaster general of the world because you see it sort of ties to the city of London. You know that. Yeah, but how how does it tie in? Comics. I believe you. Yep. I believe you um, because of things I've read in the past. But how? How does it tie in? Because pretty much everything has to go, because the Postmaster General ruled, everything actually goes through that, like being the Commander-in-Chief. There's so many things actually go actually goes through being the uh, the, the uh, General Postmaster of the world. Um, that's that's why it's important that actually the, we talk about the 24 flag, that uh, that pretty much gives you whoever controls the, the flag. Or, but hang on, hang on, hang on. You're going again. You're going too far. Jump in. Yes, right. I think what you're trying to say is that the City of London is important because uh, Britain basically controlled mm-hmm. world trade at yeah. the end of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And I think the postmasters are trying to say that uh, Britain put its hegemonic ideas across the world, particularly with shipping. Yeah. Uh, trade, shipping, not just carrying yeah. uh, people but cargo. That's what I think what you're getting mm-hmm. at and why you're asserting the primacy of... Uh, the postmasters over other distant countries mm-hmm. which were never yeah. part of it, such as Afghanistan or China, and why it would be so important. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that covers off on I still don't quite understand why being a postmaster um, puts you in a different position to everybody else. Because one thing when we, because it's actually, we, that's why we actually, um, that's why we claim our life through. We have a claim life process. Yeah, and you go through. I know. Okay, we'll we'll get into that. Yep. But I'm asking you, what? I just I don't get it. I, as I That's say right. to you, I don't get it. You're gonna have to explain it to me. So, how is it that if let's say I become a postmaster, mm-hmm. how is it that then I can exist under a different law of the land to everyone else, whether you agree with the law or not? Uh, the fact is, is that the body that has the power, uh, which is actually the people, right, mm-hmm. but the body who has the power, who have the guns, who make the rules and the laws and all those sort of things, mm-hmm. the bureaucrats and the, and the, the they, uh, I don't understand what you're trying to say to me. By being a postmaster, you're saying to me that I just magically don't come under their rules anymore? I this is what I want to understand. That's right. But the main thing is when you actually go through, you claim, claim your uh, life life through that, there's 57 steps you go, you go through. You've actually joined, you're enjoined it with the, uh, you know, Russell J. Gould as, as part of the, you know, with the, being the general postmaster. I still don't get it, mate. So the main thing, the main thing with this is actually, this will actually separate you actually from the birth certificate system. Okay. So, well, Deb, Deb's got something to jump in, Deb. Um, just, um, yeah, move that mic over there without hanging on. So if we disconnect from the birth certificate system, then how do we operate? Like, we, you know, there's a lot of people that know that there's a private, you know, you can live in the private or you can live in the public. And the public, for those that are listening, that, you know, that's our Medicare and the health department mm-hmm. and all the government departments. Then living in the private is something different. That's a whole other podcast probably. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the key thing, I guess, is knowing that if you go down this track, yep. 
like how how do you do that can you still have a driver's license can you still have a passport to travel can you still access services if you need services yep. like how does that so what does it actually and, and, mean yeah yeah and how does it set you apart and, from people who aren't postmasters because yeah. i'm yeah. not seeing it that, right that's now. right but the main thing actually with that the difference we don't incorporate we can operate in and actually out of the system but like the usuries like you go through your driver's license your, your passport your bank accounts mm -hmm. you can do performances actually through that where you actually you claim the contract of that so you can still use that okay um sorry you, sorry you just went way over my head again i can do performances where you claim by with yourself putting the the stamp on the contract doing the, the various different mechanics and using the quantum sort of technology in this venue you can actually claim the contract over their existing sort of contract. You so. just lost me entirely. Um, mate, what I want, I'm trying to understand. So, sorry, Deb, please jump in. Cause... So, in relation to a bank account, because mm -hmm. that's what you're just talking about. Mm -hmm. So, you still go and open a bank account mm -hmm. like you would normally open a bank account. And then, do you do an extra process to, you know, like you can do things where you can, you know, say that you don't have to pay, you know, tax. There's forms, NAP 3346 form from the tax office that you can actually use. So there is forms that the government actually issues that allows us to not have an ABN, to not have to pay tax, because most people don't know about it. Um, so what is the extra step if you go through and you open up a bank? Because I do know that if you've got a bank account that earns interest, then you can be audited. If you have a bank account that's a non-interest bearing account, they can't audit you. So those are little things that you know that can be part of people's remedy to try and protect themselves from the system yep. mm. so what do you as a postmaster or going through that process yep. what's your next thing when you open that bank account what happens yeah pretty much as part of that first off we have to sort of um, talk about claim the contract for your driver's license so i've got i haven't got it currently on me but um, pretty much you go through it and you put your autograph actually on it so yep. your primary id actually has the quantum autograph actually on that and with that, we can actually uh, put our, with the change bank details, we can actually put our quantum autograph on all our bank accounts. Yeah, so your quantum autograph is not like your standard autograph Correct. that we've been taught to do Correct. in cursive, yes. like cursive nature. Yep. It's actually just your name in quantum. Quan yeah, in quantum, which is basically, so for me, it would be, I'd just write Debbie, capital D, E-double-B-I-E, -B -B -E, mm -hmm. and you don't actually sign like, you know, I've been signing for Correct. the last nearly 40 years, you actually write your name in actual words. Correct. So that's okay. what you mean by quantum, yeah, quantum well, signature. Where does this quantum thing come from? Because I've got to be honest yeah, again, yeah. Um, I'm kind of a little yeah. bit of a more from a scientific background. Yep. Um, I, that, that word has, I have troubles. I have problems with that word being used like that. What, where does that come from? Uh, that came from uh, Russell's former, he's actually passed away now, David Miller. He's going through a lot of court cases and he's trying to get his, his children all that going through, as, as many people have actually gone, gone through. For, for what, sorry? Trying to, for his children. Yeah, but what access. were they, court, court cases, for what were they fighting against? Yeah, he was trying to get access to his, his children. So the, the pretty much the judge sort of said, uh, he couldn't get any resolution with that, but he sort of sort of said, if I come up with a mathematical sort of a formula, mm -hmm. 
could I actually give my children? And he's fridge gave him a bit of encouragement, but he went back actually and really digest this and that's where he sort of constructed this sort of quantum grammar. So it puts it I know it's a bit technical, so No, but it it would it's not that it's technical. I just I just don't it, I've got to be honest with you, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be a bust. Sure, no. uh, none of this I'm very logical. So one plus one equals two. If you can't put it to me that way, I'm not understanding it. Deb's got so with there. the going back to the bank yep. account, um so if you go down the track, if you open up your bank account and you mm-hmm. do claim your contract, mm-hmm. so what's what are you claiming? Like in the case of a bank, what are you claiming? What's the contract you're claiming? It probably makes it um, a bit more difficult for them to actually take your money out of the account. Right. So you actually you're providing them with a document yes. that is basically keeping you a bit sovereign in the banking Correct. system. Correct. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so what? So it keeps you a little bit sovereign in the system. Mm -hmm. But what? What is that? What does it give you? Well, I guess it just protects you because we all know about like the bail-in laws that you know have been introduced. I think last year they introduced them, and um, basically, if the bank gets in the shit, they can take your money. Mm. Like that's it. That's a reality. Bailout is when the government bails them out. Bail-in is when they take our money to bail themselves out. So, hence why a lot of people are not keeping money in the bank. They're buying gold and silver, keeping it at home, keeping cash in their safe. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Because it's that protection from that bank. Because, and you know, like I said before, with the bank account, if it's got a, if you're earning interest, then they have the ability to pull an audit on you and audit what you're doing. And if the bank doesn't like it, Westpac's going through a situation at the moment. They closed down a whole heap of like foundation and like a whole heap of accounts um, over the last year and a half. Um, we had accounts. We basically got a letter from Westpac Bank saying they no longer wanted any business relation, banking relationship with us. What? Yeah, and we had 30 days to close all our bank accounts down. Are you um, serious? I literally did it the next day that I got the letter. I rang them and I said, I want to come and get my money out. And there was significant money in there. And they closed, we closed, had to close all our bank accounts. And I know of 15 other people that had the same Why thing happen. Why did they on you, Deb? Um, well, it wasn't just me because it was a whole number of people. So I had a, an account that's like a foundation, a foundation account, a community account. Don't pay any tax, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. So um, I don't know. We don't think that specifically it was targeting that. But Westpac, um, talking to a friend who's very knowledgeable in this area, the KYC, so know your customer verifications that the banks were getting people to do, like in the last few years. Um, if Westpac had a bank account that um, Westpac had a bank account that they hadn't done the KYC on, or there was any little discrepancies in it, they were just closing them down because it was like, well, let's just close it, and then we don't have to worry about anything that was out of whack. Well, that made no sense for us because we had operated our our private account and our you know normal accounts i've been a customer of westpac for 25 years um had operated all our accounts as per terms and conditions weren't doing weren't money laundering or doing anything dodgy um and they still closed them down so i literally went in the next day with my bodyguard which is my partner and because they wouldn't give me security to go and collect this money and um and took all the money out closed all the accounts and told westpac they could go jump but the manager actually said to me, she said, there's actually, I said, why is this happening? I said, I don't understand. Like, there's no, we've been given no reason. She said, we don't get a given a reason either. And she said, it's happening a lot. So 
from what I was told from this inside information was that basically any account that they thought they hadn't ticked all the boxes on, they just shut them down. So it was like, well, it's just easy to shut them down. But now they're incurring millions of dollars in fines. I was going to say that can't, the wrong thing. That, that can't be acceptable no. business practice. No, so that's what they're doing. But so in relation to what you're doing with that contract, I yep. just guess it's just protecting protecting you from those bail-in laws that they can't just take your money if they feel like they want to take it. Yeah, that's, okay. that's pretty much pretty it. Pretty much it. Okay. It pretty much just makes it a bit just, more tougher. Mm. Mate, just take your hand off the mic. Stan, thank you. Mm. Um, we just hear it, it, it feeds back a lot. Yeah. Well, not feedback, yeah. you know. Okay. That's great. Thank mm. you. We got to the bottom of that. Yeah. I really understand that a lot more now. That's fantastic. So I've got a quick question. Mm -hmm. Robin's um, asked, uh, She's. I'm just going to read this out. People become interested in such groups when they uh, can see a benefit for themselves before understanding what it is as a whole. Yeah. Um, as a postmaster, what would be a benefit to me by becoming a postmaster? I just think of my, myself, uh, Robin, I've got two children. Um, once I have my claim of life, then I can actually do a claim of life because we all know that we're under the Lord's Sea at the moment. So we're the... Uh, lost at sea. Okay, so hang on. That you, you, what you're talking about is there's admiralty law and there's common law. Correct. Just basically speaking, yes. um, admiralty law is very similar to commercial law, or it is commercial Correct. law, right? So that's the law that where they just make up how much the fine's going to be if you caught without a seatbelt. Common law is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Even as a sovereign citizen. Yes. You're, you're, you come under common law, okay, you don't come under commercial law. If you become a sovereign citizen, commercial law doesn't apply to you. So just, I just want to give everyone an idea of what, and I probably haven't explained it properly, but what admiralty law is. Right? Yeah, it's to do with corporations, acts and so forth. Yeah, and it comes from the law of the sea. There's a, a very interesting history there, everyone which is where the birth certificates come mm -hmm. from and all these things. And that's where Sergeant, Sergeant is not Horton. more than Spitty. If you haven't watched it, it's very, very interesting. It goes through all that from the time you're born, when you're birthed, um, your mum is the vessel, the hospital yep. is the port. That's um, right. And it just um, explains all and of that. Coming, it's super interesting. Coming out of, out, out of your mother's is the yep. canal waters, yes. the birthing yes. waters. Yep. Yep. The water state. Yeah, yep. so you've got the doctor who docks you, which is, you know, at the wharf you have a yep. dock. So, yep. Yep. yeah, it's super interesting. So yep. jump on and watch that. It's quite long, but it's and worthwhile. For everyone that wants to understand that a little bit more, that's the English standing back and looking at the way their, their they were managing their fleets mm. and they saw the, a, both, a boat being birthed. Yes. Or should I say being docked. not docked, it was, you know, being launched for the first time, they went, oh, that's just like a baby coming down through its mother's canal waters as well. Mm. Um, and so they thought, what a brilliant idea. We'll have a register for all of our people as well. Mm. And that's where that came from. And I've just forgotten what I was about, what, <laughs> what point I was making. But oh, you were talking about admir admiralty law compared to common, common law. Common law, yeah, yeah. But there was another point I was going to make. But yeah. anyway. But the main the main benefit for myself with two children, for the, those actually out there, you can actually, we call it salvage your cargo. Virtually you can claim back your property of your children 
through this actually construct through the quantum. Okay, so that's getting a little bit far ahead yep. right yep. now. We'll come back to that because I know where you're going with mm -hmm. that. I'll just ask you one more question, another yep. one from Robin. Um, how can she doesn't understand about this? How can they not take your money? So, how can they not take your money? This is what Robin's written by being a postmaster. I don't understand that. Technically, there's another performance or two to come in because this is pretty much just changing our bank details. The, mm -hmm. the, the chief we call, that's Russell J. Guild, there's supposed to be another performance we, we need to do, but that so has what, been released. So what, a tap dance? I know. What do you mean? A performance an accomplishment of a task. We have a, a task to perform. Okay. And there's certain things we have to go through, and I can't say in all surety we can actually do that because what Russell's got at the moment, he's got a quantum hyphen bank but he hasn't opened that to the federal postmasters yet, only some of the, the military at the moment in the United States. But okay, but isn't he dead? Who's that? Russell? No, that's Dave Winmiller. Okay. Yep. Russell's well, still live and well. Okay, now hang on a minute. I'm just trying to understand that again. Mm -hmm. Now, how does he open that up to everyone in the world? Because isn't it already open? He's He's got the differences, his bank and... It's actually backed up by gold. You pretty much. He's got a bank now. He's got okay. his own bank. Right. And to be truly sovereign, you have to have like a gold mine. Yeah. 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 He he actually has got that. Okay. Too. So he's got. Uh, it's not. He's got his own bank, and it's not operating on fiat currency. Correct. It's not being printed like some Correct. kid that's crazy with his own money press press at home. <laughs> Just like, oh, I need a new car. I want a Ferrari, three hundred grand. <laughs> Boom, off I go to the bank, which is actually what happens, right? For the people who own the banking system, they just make up how many numbers are in their account. Our money printing process have been running hot for the last two years, just printing extra money. Yeah, well, that's it. They just pump it out and then it's worth nothing and then you, you need a wheelbarrow to buy a loaf of bread. That's right. Like Quantitative that. easing, they call it. Mm. Yeah. There's that word again. Quantum, quantitative. That's right. That's, yes. what, that's what they call it. Yeah. Okay. So, what? Okay. So, that's making a lot of sense to mm -hmm. me. Okay. So, now we're sort of getting more into the realms of actual sovereignty. Yep. Okay. So, now, if I just want to ask really basically mm -hmm. at the moment, you're a postmaster and I'm not. Correct. What advantages in life do you have that I don't have? One thing is, once you have your claim of life contract with Russell, you get access to his uh, quantum technology within the venue. And also, too, Russell's actually said, you can see it in the videos, that to the 13 bloodlines so by the Rockefellers, if you touch one of them, you actually have me to actually answer for. Okay. Straight over yeah. my head. So what, you got a really fancy light show inside of a venue with pinball machines. I don't get it. So just so, what you just said to me was you got access to quantum technology within Correct. the venue. Correct. Can we just put that into real plain English for, for yeah, someone like me? I'm, I'm a simpleton. I'm, I'm, I'm just used one of the examples mm -hmm. um, like for our, 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 our son. We mm -hmm. uh, reached him through the homeschooling programs. There's many people maybe on this uh, channel mm -hmm. have actually taken their, their children out of school. They're not happy with the, the education system, yes. the propaganda, everything like that. And so, I believe there are so a few of those with, here. Within, mm -hmm. So when we get any written communications, 
mm-hmm. like I said, I've actually gone through it. It's called syntax. And what syntax means briefly is that they're showcasing the, the misleading or the, uh, the misleading statements by an external parties that, that this is actually fraudulent grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, but we use a mass interface and we get to it a certain way. We have a, like a numerical code we, we go through. Uh, I've got it just in front of, front of myself there. Right. That we can pretty much go through that and we can disqualify the grammar. We can see all the tricks and everything because we we've been taught a specific way to actually go through and syntax the uh, document. Just give you listeners but understand the lawyers yeah. are actually taught how to syntax because it's virtually pretty much on sequential sort of um, phrases, how they do it, because pretty much how they use them is the adverb, verb, um, adjective, pronoun. That's what they're using with their whole construct, and it's written in the, the past and the future. So I can go through that as a, as a federal postmaster with the skill to actually syntax a document, and I can go through and prove, well, my friends, it's, I can prove it's a crime what they're using with this, Fictitious okay. grammar. So, j- just for my interest, so yep. what you're saying, just tell me if I'm wrong. Yep. So, you've got some sort of process. You, you take a document, correct, whatever it happens to be, it's mm-hmm. a legal document, correct, and you apply like essentially a formula to it, correct, mathematical formula. Okay, and so you know what all the parts of that formula yes. are. So you start with, let's just say X. Right? Mm-hmm. We all like to talk about X plus Y equals whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say it's X, so you go through and essentially, I hate to use the word, but you quantify what X is. Correct. And then you go to, to Y and you quantify Correct. that. And, and then you go through the formula, which is X Correct. times Y divided by Z, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that comes out, that gives you an answer. Now, is it a number? No. It, what, if you what, get zero, it's false. What, so if it's 100, it's great. So what happens when you, basically when you go through it, there's no fact or nouns in any of the, the whole document. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people actually listen thinking, that, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. But you, you go through it and you see all the tricks and all the, 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 the construct and the, 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 the virtue style manuals. So I've gone through a lot of the acts in um, West Australia. Mm-hmm. They're all constructed the same way. It's almost without yep. fail, the Public Health Act, you've got the Work Health and Safety Agreed. Act. You see the same style. So I can pretty much pick up a document I can see the style what they're actually using, and I can see the the tricks and the construct of the grammar. And uh, that's one thing. If you look at a real benefit, you have to really recalibrate your uh, your mind with the thinking, because all your fiction education, all everything we've been taught in the past, mm-hmm. it's it's all a fraud. But uh, we by learning, that's what I think my key skill I've actually learned in this venue is actually I can syntax a, a document. So if I'm in a like a tricky situation, mm-hmm. like some of the policy holders police at me, um, I know they won't have a comprehension of this, but I can actually have my pen, I can start syntax in that. So I can sort of disqualify that grammar mm-hmm. actually with that. So that's a key So you, you, are you myself. saying that you could stand in, and because I, I'm, yep, interested, sure. I'm know, interested in what you're saying, Yep. Um, you could stand in front of a police officer Correct. with whatever he served you, yep. and he could go through and say, okay, Mate, sorry, I'm just going to have to cross that line out because that's false. Duh, duh, duh. So you go through that document and then you go, okay, officer, sorry, but I've just been disproving your case. Correct. See you later. Mm. So I think he's going to turn around and go, righto, son, hands behind your back. 
Well, in that he case, it will have to be argued out in court, and yeah. that's what really yeah. matters, whether they will accept the quantum grammar in court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably, if you look at a side note, the difference with, with us, because actually with um, just using a lot of performance, the different tasks I've actually performed in the venue, that mm-hmm. we have a process in the venue called the amicus curia. So what that means is your friend, the court, because um, with Russell being the general postmaster of the world, we identify a wrong. And the main thing we're doing is actually stop and correct. There's all these titles. The United States had all these codes, mm-hmm. but Russell's actually uh, borrowed the specific ones and put them in quantum. We can use that. We call it stop and correct under a, a, a Title 42, 1986. I know that might not mean too much, but we're putting out a wrong with it. So we've got templates and we've got a process here to go through that. And the main difference with this document is the, the document support. So when we serve somebody, they actually the document's the court. And if we mail ourselves in, we've got the forensics actually with with that by actually mailing in because there's, there's all these postman accounts. I'm not going to go too deep into, into this. Yeah, because you just lost me entirely again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're saying you, you can mail into and yeah, we can we can mail we can mail in like the the fraudulent grammar. We can we can actually. We're talking about misleading, the false misleading statements. We can actually prove that by mailing through. But hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Mailing through, but you, what you so you're actually you're putting together your own document, correct? All the mistakes, correct? And then you're putting it in an envelope yes. with a stamp, stamp, and you're sending it back to the court system, correct? And you're saying, here, take a look at this, buddy. This correct. is where you're wrong. Um, I had another question that I've yep, lost, sure. but. Uh, so you mentioned Title 42 yes. just before. Are you saying that there's another piece of legislation, let's say if we're talking about here in Australia, mm-hmm. that enables the postmasters to do this? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, well, there's too many words like syntax quantum, in. syntax, yep. a document. So you, there's another piece of legislation in the system that enables you to go and use what it gives you, what power it gives you, to syntax another document. Correct. Lindsay, jump in, please. Yeah. Oh, look, everyone, I've got to apologise before you say what you wanted to say, and I'm sorry if I've distracted you. Um, everyone, this is a conversation, right? So please jump in when you've got something to add or you want to ask, and I'm saying that to the audience as well. Go. Okay. What's your question? Um, my question is just to Nigel for some clarification. Okay. Um, you're talking about these codes, um, these uh, American codes that, uh, like, code is it? Uh, there's all there's all different codes yeah. and all okay. that. But what is a code first? Well, these codes seem to point to American legislation that you can then, once you've gone through these documents. And you've found them to be fraudulent. You're kind of, I believe, saying to them, you know, under uh, the US code number, whatever Correct. number, um, you've committed fraud or yeah, error or whatever. Yep. But why do the Australian documents? Um, how can we relate our Australian documents to these American codes? What has American codes got to do? With Australian documents, right yeah, because they're under global construct. That's where the the treaty four flag, the um, the grammar flag, 
SN to global jurisdiction. Okay, we're going to have to come back to the grammar flag uh-huh. because, again, mate, this is the issue I've got with the postmasters, right? Um, there's all these fancy words, but um, I can't – I've been trying to get into it or trying to understand where uh-huh. this all comes from for a couple of months now, uh-huh. probably more than that. Um, I just can't get my brain past some of the words that are being used, and that's probably my fault, if I'm just going to be fair about it. Um, the, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if the postmasters just started using the language that I already understand rather than reinventing a language, um, I think it would be a lot more accessible to people. Because, and I get where you're coming from and you're saying, but that language doesn't apply to us. But the thing is, it's all about communicating. And it's all about communicating a concept. So as soon as, if I ask you a really simple question and you come back and say, in this venue, this quantum and this, you know, all these things, it just goes, honestly, You've lost me. You, as soon as you open your mouth, you lose me. What, I, what I'm looking for is if I ask you a question, I just want a straight answer to it because I'm not dismissing what yep. you're saying. It's just that you're not giving me the – you're not answering my questions. Please. Yeah. Can I go back to the what a postmaster is? Um, I'm still trying to understand that. <laughs> Far away. <laughs> For the uh, listeners. I am very new to this and I'm just trying to, as all of us here are, trying to learn about it because we feel that there's a, a need there out there for resolution and this might be it. So we're trying to understand. So from my uh, very early understanding, it looks like this two, it's a two-pronged approach. First of all, there's the power of a postmaster, which I don't fully understand yet, but I'm going to explain to you what I think it is mm-hmm. and you can correct me if I'm wrong. And then there's the... Um, syntax grammar checking Correct. documents and applying an American code to that to say they have committed fraud or they've committed something Yeah, else. and you know what? Apart from the, the American code bit of it, everything you said about that makes complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, into, I'm into that part of it, okay. so please continue. Right. So mm-hmm. the postmaster, I'm thinking, is um, everything... The, the the world seems to revolve around trade and shipping, moving things. Mm. So and everything seems to get moved through the post office. Mm-hmm. I used to think the post office was a place where you just go down, get a little old stamp. And yeah, but, I mean this is that. where the secret agencies. So uh, in the American Civil War, you had what was it, the Pony Express? Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. that was actually a, a spy network. Mm. Okay, it delivered mail, but what they were doing is oh, going through everyone's exactly. mail. It was a it was a network, and that's a provable thing. That's historic. That's historic fact, actually. So keep going. So, um, so we when you've heard Nigel talk about uh, getting the claim of the life, when you're going through mm. this process, because I've looked at claims of the life. Yeah, and we we're going to get into that. Things, but yeah, yeah. But um, you actually. Describe yourself as a vessel. We've talked about this when we talk about being born, and you put yourself as a person, a living being, rather than being a vessel. Oh well, you put yours. No, you're kind of pretending to be a vessel, and you put your name on a, on a on a letter, and you send it through the postal system. 
and it gives you as a vessel a number. Now, once um, that then goes to uh, Russell J. Gould, with his authority, yes. he then um, grants you uh, a shipping lane. So you've put yourself through some postal mechanics by actually putting your name on a letter and pushing it through the postal system. Okay. Are these postal mechanics things that currently exist? Yes. Or are these new things? No, what do you And And where does Russell um, get the title of Postmaster of the World? I mean, I, 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 yep. let me tell you something, right? I'm Superman. <laughs> okay. I've got a cape. You can't see it's in my bag over there. No, um, you've got it on. It's I've got it on. Exactly. I've just got to get to the uh, what is it the the phone booth. Have you got jocks on the outside <laughs> of your face? <laughs> Deb, Deb saying that because she knows I do. Everyone. Um, so I'm not trying to take the piss. No, that's no, fine. I'm, I'm really not. I, I, because I, I think I've already said it to you, and, I've, and I'll say it again. I do believe that there is something seriously legitimate about all of this, mm. but I've got to break through. I don't want to use the wrong, I don't want to offend anyone, but I've got to break through the BS. No. I really do because until you can explain to me how this guy gets the authority, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this, I'll, I want to preface this, mm -hmm. uh, who the hell gave the Queen the title the Queen? Mm. Okay. Because all of these things, if you actually sit back and philosophically think about everything in the world, mm. it's all made up, people. Mm. You know what I relate it to? I'll just say, does everyone remember being a kid? Now, I'm a boy, right? So mm. we played a lot of cowboys and Indians. But my girl cousins used to play. Mm. And I used to remember before the, the, the cowboys versus Indians match was kicking off in the backyard, there was always an argument over the rules, mm. okay? And the most dominant person, obviously <laughs> eldest people, <laughs> I recognise this as a young person, um, the most dominant person got, got their way. The rules were going to be whatever you set, right? I see the Queen and I see uh, Russell as like the, the big kid in the cowboy and Indians dance. Anyway. Um, I get it that people can give themselves titles, but the legitimacy of that title comes through the, the power base. They, the people, for some reason, whatever the process was, the people mandated that person to be the king or the queen. So is he just referred to as the postmaster of the world because he's the person who like started this process? And no, no, he, he, he can't because what happened suddenly in 1909, he, there was actually, they, they left because it kept, like I said, there was an 18-day window mm -hmm. where the Queen actually vacated the throne as the postmaster general of the world. This actually happened? Yeah, it actually happened in 1999, and that's right. where you can watch uh, as one to get more closure on that. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. I'll just mention to everybody, all of these websites that we're talking about mm -hmm. tonight are going to be linked in the show description. Correct. When we repost the show as an episode, you'll be able to find links to all of that information. So thank you. Nice. Um, so that actually happened. Yeah. Because so, he actually filed, he actually filed with the United Nations, and it's all been certified and, and so forth. And wow, 
Okay. So yeah, and you can get record closure, or you get you get completeness of actually. Just speaking your mic. Oh, sorry. Thank you. So we always use closure in this this venue that uh, when we get yep, that's the evidence. We're, we're happy with that. We get closure with that, or someone gives us we believe it's actually complete answer. We use the word closure. So you'll hear that a lot used by Russell and other federal postmasters actually. Okay. So do you get closure? I'm, I'm just trying uh -huh. to break into it. Yep. Do you get closure by satisfying yourselves or what? how does closure come about? Because sometimes they talk about evidence. Because one thing is Russell's, he always talks about the forensics or the, the evidence to back up what he's actually said. Because, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that say something, but they can't back it up. Okay. And that's why the, the, the mailings through the mail, you actually got the history and... You've got the, the we call it Bill of Laden's, that's like the receipt of actually sending that mail actually through. So he keeps all that. That's why it's, it's vital actually keep that. Actually, That's the real difference with this. Okay. Here. Can I put it to you this way? Yep. Um, to me, closure would include testing of the scenario. So yeah, I know you call it a venue. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it a scenario yes. because I'm going to create my own language around yep. this that relates to the language that we all grew up on. So... A scenario is some sort of legal problem that you're having. Um, where am I going with this? Uh, you, you guys go. Let's just say you put you, your syntax the document. So I've been accused of doing speeding, whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> I was going to use a real world example. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Along the better, road today. better not incriminate myself. Um, so let's just say I've been accused of something and um, I'm, I'm a postmaster, right? Mm -hmm. So then I go and I syntax the document and I go back to the court and I go, well, you're wrong because of X, Y, and Z. Here's my syntax, whatever you call it. Here's my paper. Here's my results. Um, and then they go, well, thanks, but sorry about that. Your court date is set for, you know, 20th of August mm -hmm. this year. Uh, and then I I go along to that, and I test out the I test the closure. I'm trying Correct. to use your so yep. I say, well, Your Honour, I'm sorry, but I've got closure on this because I syntax the document and I found that you are wrong. Therefore, I have closure. There's, the judge goes, Your ass is going to the slammer, son. Bang, you know, bang on the desk. I would say that the test failed. Correct. I can, okay. I can actually, I've heard there's one of the postmasters over in Victoria had a large COVID fine last, I think it was last year. Mm -hmm. And for four months, he did a deep dive and then this quantum grammar for everyone in the audience. It, we, call it, we put it in the correct sentence structure, communication syntax, passe, punctuate. I know that does sort of, but it just means it's actually correct how it's actually um, constructed in the, the sentences and the paragraphs and so forth. But he, he learned this quantum grammar mm -hmm. and also to the, the Black Laws Dictionary, the legalese and how to speak and so forth. Since he, he mailed all his, you could, it could be you use affidavit. He's, and so he, he sent in all his paperwork, um, all his syntax evidence yep. associated with that. Uh, I mentioned about the amicus courier, so he sent that actually into the, the courtroom ahead. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We, we actually do it ahead. Yeah. When he got there, they said, sorry, we can't deal with you in this in this 
court. Yeah, yeah. So and because you've challenged their system correct. and they don't know how to respond because here's the truth of it. It doesn't matter whether you're a Supreme Court correct. judge or, or some other judge, you're still just a person and you still only have your training to go on, which is the biggest issue I've got with the world. Yep. Uh, most people do go to uni and they learn a skill and if it happens to be a very highly skilled skill, <laughs> if that's a way of putting it, but, um, then they get paid a lot and they get on this put on this pedestal. It doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they're talking about. And I know that might be like a horribly shocking thing for people to, to hear me say, but just think about it a little bit. Yeah, that's and, and, and one thing you find, Dave Wood Miller, he actually sold these secrets to actually the global elite. Like someone like uh, Hillary Clinton, she can syntax as good as another federal postmaster. Yeah, that one I've got a problem with, mate, because mm. um, those people are on a, ter a terribly different level. They, uh, they They're not on our side. They don't. No. I mean, hey, George Carlin put it best, and it's a very famously quoted phrase. There's a big club and you ain't in it. That's right. And uh, Hillary Clinton might be in it. I don't know. But, I mean, who cares what that witch, that little devil, um, thinks or knows. So yeah, Basically, you'll find the magistrates, actually, they know about this. They've taught this. You'll find that. Well, I think when you're talking about common law, I think they understand a lot of it, which is essentially what we're talking about, right? This is a different brand or a different flavour of the common law issue. Um, they just choose to ignore it. Exactly, they do. Right. Yeah, and every judge, pretty much in the country. And I don't want to say something I can't back up, but I think um, I'm going to. Of course, I'm going <laughs> to. Um, the way I understand it, our the Australian Constitution isn't actually recognised by the court system here in Australia. Now. I'd like someone to correct me on that or reinforce what I've just said or, or give me some sort of feedback on that. But that's the way I currently understand it. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. I, I just might interrupt here Please. just on the, on the word syntax, which is very important. A grammar is something that exists in a language which dictates how you put words together, whether you put subject, verb, object, like we have in English, or whether you have uh, subject, object, verb, like you do in Latin. But... With the word syntax, it's not something that's added to grammar. The syntax is how it is interpreted by mm. people who use the language. Mm -hmm. So in many, in many cases, it's essentially the opposite to grammar. And so when the quantum grammar was put together, it had was based on a syntax, a different interpretation Correct. of the words. And the question is that is this quantum grammar itself based on some systematic rules derived from the syntax or is it somehow taken from elsewhere? Or, as is more likely, it's probably a mixture of both. I've had problems with quantum grammar because words I know their meaning, know them coming from French, Latin or German yeah. or whatever, are interpreted very differently in quantum grammar. Ah, oh, that's when you first see it, it does your head, and I'll be I'll be honest on that. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Mark. Yeah, it's it's yeah because one thing fun the quantum grammar supersedes all the fictitious grammar. But you'll see a lot of people, to get your head around initially, it, it does your head in, but that's why we take step-by-step step and go through the syntax because you virtually have to recalibrate your, your thinking of your mind on that because you can see all the suffixes and prefixes and you can see all the past and the uh, the uh, future tenses they use and all the, the language. 
And that's one thing I've actually, it's just, I'm seeing words or the construct so differently than what actually I saw before. It sort of does my head in it a little bit. I'll just be actually honest with that. But, um, and then it sort of helped me understand how to do the, I've just started the basic understanding of uh, quantum grammar. Just because you talk about the, for the, it's bi-directional. So it's mathematical quantifiable. So for the water under the, under the bridge, for the bridge over the water. See, it's bi-directional. It has the same meaning actually with it. And it, some ways when you look at it, it's quite simple. And it's This is where you're trying to relate to the way legislation's written. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Yeah, because yeah. eventually what you can do, you can actually put in quantum you know, contracts for businesses. They can actually put this actually you, in you it. You know what, when you, when you say, when you, you put it in there, how do I say this? As soon as um, the language, the postmaster language comes into it, that's where you're losing me. Mm -hmm. Because, and I, I think this is inherently the issue that I've got with postmasters or really any of these other groups. That it's almost like jargon versus layman's terms. So yeah. there's a lot of jargon, which is what, it, is what it is. There's a lot of jargon in yeah. there. Yeah. And if you don't understand what that means, then it, you just, we get lost. Yeah, and, I, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I've got to be honest with it. Yeah. To me, I, I take it as a bit of a sales pitch in a sense. If Postmasters just spoke straight, mm. like we've been able to get out of you tonight, um, I think you'd have a lot more people on board. It's this. We're going uh, to understand it quicker. And yeah. Probably it, it would, that explanation. Yeah. Because as I said to you, Nigel, I don't. I'm not actually dismissing you. Yep, I'm sure. being. I'm being. I'm being hard on it. I, I mean, I'm. He's playing I'm, being, I'm yeah. being as nice as I can be because I could really rip the shit out of it. Honestly, I yep. really could. Um, but I do believe that you do have something. Hmm. I'm not dismissing you. I just want to break through this language because I've seen you speak a few times. You probably didn't know I was there, but um, I have, and I've seen a lot of these people speak. And I'm like, I, I get what I kind of get where you're going because I did do a lot. I spent an entire year learning about what sovereignty was, um, and you, I, I reckon I possibly. I'm not saying I would have been on board. But I would have been listening to what you guys would have had to say three or four, three months ago uh, if you just talked to me straight. You'd understand it. Yeah. yeah. I think I can clarify that a bit uh, a bit more easily. I think you mentioned, Debbie, about uh, uh, jargon words. Mm. Now, in medicine, you've often heard me speak in, for example, in this podcast, I use a lot of medical jargon mm. words. Mm. And Andrew has to pull me up and get me to explain what they yeah. really mean. Mm. But once that's done, you can see the uh, logical connections yeah. between yeah. English that's grammar, ordinary language, and medical language. And, and that's where, what and we're that's getting the problem. into. And that's yeah. the problem we're having here because when you interpret through quantum grammar by different syntax, you're interpreting phrases in the English language, for example, or probably other languages too, as meaning something very different from the common meaning. So mm. that rather than building on understanding, you have two totally opposed grammars and you might have a judge and a, uh, a person in the dock using the same words with a totally different meaning. Yeah. But rather than leaving you with that paradox, I'd like to ask whether in quantum grammar people refer back to the works of Noam Chomsky, since you talked about grammar being mathematical, 
hinted at that. There's none Chomsky's works come into quantum ground. I couldn't quantify that. That uh, is extremely far. Okay. Um, yeah. I haven't got that. I'll um, be honest. I haven't. I, got I know that where Mark's coming from on that one because we've been talking about that's this. That's right. Noam um, Chomsky is the world's most quoted living intellectual. So that's yes. why I bring him in. Most living unintellectual. I'm sorry. Noam, exactly. <laughs> No, you would have been better off being a, a pile of sand to be put a, to set a football upon. Because so yeah. I was just thinking for the listeners, just to simplify this yep. syntax, and you go through what you're trying to find is that there's there's no there's no nouns, there's no facts in any of it. Uh, it's mm. it's fraud. That's basically what it's. Oh for, yeah, for I'm, I'm hearing you. Whereas with quantum grammar, you're you're trying to put in, in, you're trying to make it correct. Yeah, and hey, and I'm, using a, a mathematical formula. And, and, and mate, now we're speaking. Yep. Now we're talking together, yep. right? And like, I'll be honest to the listeners. This is a good learning opportunity for myself. Yeah. I've learned a lot through that, and and probably you need that. I've got to be just, honest, Nigel. Yep. I was a little bit concerned that I was going to have you solving off mic tonight because, but you're doing it really well. Yeah. But we do have to cut through this. Yeah, right? sure. Because I That's will good. tell you straight, and I'm not like the 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 granddaddy of all this but i'll tell you straight i reckon you're losing a lot of people by the language that's being used and not only that since i mentioned that i've been asked a question and i'm sorry if i put you on the spot that's right i'll try to keep it simple but the person's written here it says here now i don't know where they're talking i suspect they're talking about your website Mm -hmm. it says here Postmaster General of the World, Commander in Chief. They're the words that he used. Mm-hmm. What, where does that come from? Yeah, just keep it simple because remember I said about the capture of the, um, the oh. Treaty 4 flag, mm-hmm. the grammar flag. So, pretty much that flag gives you the military authorization in the world. Okay, let's get into that then because yep. that's come up a fair bit yep. and that's I want to go into that, this. That's come up. So, technically, Russell is the Commander in Chief. Okay, let's just start again. Um, there are two things I want yep. to achieve in the next half an hour. Right. I want to get into claim of life, right? But we're going to do that last. Yeah. What I want to know yep. about right now is uh, what you just brought up. Where does this all come from? So, the commander in chief part. Yeah. Um, that's a bold statement, mate. Is that on your website? That's if you look through, you'll get uh, Warcasters one. Just say for listeners, just keep it simple. Don't trust myself. Yeah. Just watch Warcasters one. But I'd say just okay. Link in the description below, people. Obviously, this is going to come out yep. after we repost Correct. as an episode. We're on yep. a live event right now. Deb's got I've that printout. Oh, you've got I've the printout. Okay, so uh, here we go again. Um, so are you saying to me that Russell is claiming that he's the Commander-in-Chief? Correct. Okay, so now we're getting into uh-huh. the capturing of the flag. Correct. Okay, so this is the, the next topic we're going to get into, right? So what flag did he capture? Did he use a gun with a lot of troops? No. Did he storm up a hill? Did he bomb a hill? Okay. What flag did he catch? No, it's all, it's all through mail filings. That's how he, okay. claimed, he claimed it. Okay. Who did he claim it from? That's I'm saying the, the former United States of America. Okay. So 
if I walk I'm, I'm, yep, I'm being, I know, I'm I being know. you know what I'm like, right? If I walk out on the street right now and go, I'm Superman, everybody. Doesn't. <laughs> different or same? Different. How? How different? Because, okay, hang on, let me rephrase it. Everyone, I'm the commander-in-chief of this street. Different or same? Um, everyone, I've sent a letter to, I'm going to say ScoMo because I, I don't want to say Albo because he's a prick. I don't want to give him his, I don't, I, and actually ScoMo's a prick too. Sorry, um, everyone. I'll try and think of a better person. But I, I'm going to go and say that I declare that I sent a letter to Albo telling him that he's not the Prime Minister, I am. Same or different? Come on. Different. Okay, why? <laughs> I, th- I suppose just some, fo- I think it's easy if we just relate back to the Australian, fo- I think for the yeah. listeners, it will make it a lot more easier. That, remember I mentioned about these, these three sort of moratoriums where, you know, Australia actually borrowed a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think that, don't quite be on the dates, but it was like early 1800s. Not going to hold it to you because yep. I, there's a lot of these situations. Yep. Yep. So, but Russell and another Federal Postmaster Australia, they knew that Australia would come out of their third bankruptcy in the 28th of March, 2019. Mm-hmm. So they filed Australian Did that actually treaty. happen though? Yep, in 28th of March. Australia came out of bankruptcy? Yep, third bankruptcy in 28th of March, 2019. Where do we... Sorry. I can I look that up online? I can't give you closure, actually, on that specifically. Closure? You can't give me evidence? I, other I'm than, just other trying than, to get in. No, that's that. fine, that's fine. But yeah. remember, I'm still learning. Yeah, no. So I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know everything. If I, knock and, if I don't that's know, I don't, right. I don't know. That's but right. they actually filed it through the Canberra Post Office and also to we're linking about shipping, as Lindsay mentioned, through the Canberra Post Office. Uh, sorry, the uh, sorry, the Canberra Post Office and the um, the New South Wales Port Authority. You have to notify that. So he, they filed it, and one thing is they have a one year, one day to contest that. Now, so hang on. So they, I'm trying to understand what you're saying, but they did they they took these actions yes in accordance with current systems or current legislature. So they. Or, or, or was it just simply that they knew that everything's on timelines? They knew okay. that Australia was coming out, so they constructed this Australian flag treaty was constructed in quantum grammar, right? And they they knew that Australian government couldn't contest it, but Australian government had one year, one day to contest it. But just ask the listeners what happened the fifteenth of March two thousand twenty. The emergency management authorization come in because they couldn't oh, yeah. they couldn't contest that. And normally we're talking about amnesty law. Normally the Australian government thought, oh, we've got three years because we're under amnesty law, but they were almost two years too too late actually from that. And we've just gone through that. If you look at the uh, 28th of March uh, 2022, so but they so look at what Th- exactly three years late. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they work on the amnesty law, but it was actually. With this flag treaty, I loved. I'm still learning to be new for the yeah, guys, right. so I don't know everything, but I know the basics. That they did the mail filings through that. They constructed in quantum grammar. They had all the flag treaties. They had all the flags because they claimed the uh, the Australian national flag, the uh, the uh, red ensign flag, and the white navy flag. And just for your listeners, 
white hat, white flag are you seeing behind Albanese, any of the other, um, uh, if you look at the uh, Labour Party in power at the moment, it's the Aboriginal flag. Mm -hmm. Why are they doing that? That's just a question for the listeners. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, no, why, that's a good question. Why are they using it? Because it's all of that. Why'd they spend 25 million or 20, $20 should say $20 million dollars purchasing and it's Deb said another 25 million put on top of that. It's all about that perception of worth because the flag gives you authorization and allows you to, you know, we're talking about contract and commerce. Well, and that's why no, I, I think it's important to, when you said that gives you the, yeah, the authority. Correct. Okay. It's important for everyone to understand that the, the visualization of uh, symbols mm -hmm. is something that's so deeply entrenched into us, our mm -hmm. psyche, our DNA, in fact, that that in itself presents a an authority, an authoritarian, an authoritarian position um, because it, it's like you raise the flag and we all, we all see that and we, it, it, it's like why do we have big towers? It's because being in a tower is like a safety net kind of thing. Right. You can see out far beyond and why do you not sleep with your back to the door kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Because um, yeah. That's right. That was an interesting point that you made about the 28th of March 2019. Now, I gather that uh, Russell J. Gould is not a Freemason or is generally against them. Correct. That's his, right. his former partner was actually a Freemason, yeah. Doug Wynne Miller. That's, that's another right. story, but we'll leave that that's to That's right. Side. Often, of course, many people who are lower down than Freemasons yep. just join for the job connections they get, and not right. because they're corrupt like those higher up. But the 28th of March 2019 interested me. I can't remember the exact date, but I think it was slightly earlier in that month. The second largest cathedral in France, Saint-Sulpice, had a major fire. Mm. I just happened to see it yeah, the day after on the news. And they were talking about they were going to have to check fire safety, and they showed a picture of Notre Dame Cathedral with a whole lot of uh you know the um construction for workers there a whole lot yeah. of tears and they were repairing that so i thought well that'll teach the french to uh take care of their fire safety yeah. and to help me a month later notre dame burnt down to the ground yeah. and i thought to myself well there's no way that this earlier burning of social peace could have been an accident yes because but, that one wasn't i knew that something but Mark, was going you know on. that they, there were only those two that were publicized there might have been a third that was publicized but there were actually around a dozen churches that were destroyed in that same time they just didn't yeah. report it so another thing for the listeners remember australia is actually a ship where's the mask there's only one mask in every i know in new zealand they have the uh, waitangi yeah and whoever actually, that's why you only see one day of the year, the 6th of February, they have all the police around it. Because whatever flags raised up on that day, that becomes the flag for the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. So Canberra has the mask. The mask, what is that? The mask. First you'll see the oh, mask, the, mask. the flags. So for the, I'm sorry, for the ship. As you can see this, so you can see how this all, like the, you look at, I uh, know if you watch a lot of the Warcastle videos, they're talking about, you look at the Port Authority, people say, oh, it's just a Port Authority, but every port they raise the flag, because mm -hmm. that's how they did trade, mm -hmm. actually with that. And then they look for, if you know, like Lindsay right. talked about the post offices, you look at every country, they have the same sort of construct, you know, the, the ports and the post offices actually through mm -hmm. that, because all the commerce and banking, everything goes through the, Post, and I, I think post it, offices. Yeah, it's quite I, interesting. The more it, you it, it is, into this. 
And I, I think if anyone wants to get more information on that, well, yep. what you do is you go into the history archives and look yep. up the East India Company, which is effectively where pirates came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. The East India, the British East, it's actually the British East India Company, I believe, that they were a famous um, merchant company trading around the world in spices and oils and things mm-hmm. that they were dodgy as dodgy as F. And that's where piracy came from. From And a lot of these things that you're speaking mm-hmm. about actually come from those days. Correct. So British East India Company, go and check it out. There's movies that have been made about them many times. Um, historically speaking, you'll get a lot of answers to what Nigel's yep. speaking about if you start understanding a bit more about those people. And here's nothing for the, the listeners. If you see a spiral tip on top of a flagpole, does anyone know what that actually means? No. I'd love to know. Tell that, me. That means they're at war with the citizens. Whereas you see the round ball, the contract thing, mm-hmm. or uh, they're in negotiation. Okay. So, so it's actually interesting. A lot of the symbols, everything, we don't have the knowledge. We actually. Okay, we've got some notes being passed around here, people. If you're wondering what's going on and what these yeah, bangs are, these pages. Yeah, the fringe. Yeah, that's. that's okay, that's admiralty law. Yeah. That, that, that signifies commercial law. And what's what's the, around the, the flag, the United States government's, the government's actually using at the moment? What tinge? Okay, what does that mean? Yellow. Yellow tinge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that symbolises anything that's not common. If you're talking about common law, in other words, if you murder somebody, you're going to go to jail because that's just like that's a bad thing to do, right? Um, but if you go and drive your car too fast, that isn't necessarily going to hurt anyone. You haven't done anything necessarily wrong unless you interpret it through commercial law or should we say admiralty law. Yeah. Go yep. there, well, for something to be a crime, there actually has to be a victim. So that that's all right. this, you know, crap that we've put up with, with people getting fined for not wearing a mask and, you know, not being jabbed or whatever, mm. there's no actual victim. It's not a crime. So mm. the police shouldn't even be involved. It's a civil matter. So that's And, again, I'm, I think part of what I'm where I'm getting at um, with Nigel yeah. is that, as you just sort of alluded to, Deb, the power comes from people mandating the government to control them. So mm. the truth is, and a lot of people don't understand this, but the, the power base lies with the people. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, for many of us, very obvious. We've allowed them to do it. Most people don't understand that. Most very, very intelligent people don't understand that. But that's how power comes about. If we stop mandating them, in other words, if you guys prove to the people enough or to enough of the people what you're trying to say to me tonight, what you're trying, the message you're selling to me tonight, if enough people get into that message, then the mandate will shift. Great. Because the base where the power comes from, the consciousness shifts, therefore, the leadership shifts. Correct. Now, this is what we're really getting. Yeah, into, and that's right? just 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 with that because the more performances, the different things I do, like I do that quantum lawsuit, I do the syntax and prove it's actually a forged document. Mm-hmm. We're bringing Russell into the the 
the, we call it the venue into the, if it's a court or anything like that. Cause so the, when you say the venue, just to clarify, yep. whatever you're talking about, the situational awareness Correct. of a into that Into that situation, whether that's a court or that's or into legislation or, or whatever actually It's is. a conversation about something, money or it's Or something's that. actually intruding into your, your life because yep. we're all about self-governmentation. Yes. We're trying to control our world so in other words if i was in a situation i'd say look the situation is yep whereas you'd go the venue is correct e yeah excellent yep. okay yep. we've got yep. that there. and got that and name. just for your uh, listeners because everyone's talking about what's in for me mm. Mm. and and that was a good yep. and sentence. one thing is in front of me i've got the australian flag treaty it's constructed in quantum grammar part of the performance i'm going to be doing very shortly some of our postmasters have just done it They've actually gone to camera, but I don't have, personally have to do it because this is all through mailing yourself in. Mm -hmm. But we can, it's called, I know it sounds so strange with some of the language, even mm -hmm. I'm still getting hit around it and mm -hmm. all that. You board the vessel under the construct of the quantum grammar under the Australian flag treaty. So that gives you full diplomatic immunity. Yeah. So in other words, you're joining with the postmasters. Correct. You're consciously joining with the postmasters, but it's a conscious thing. It's not a formal documented thing right we're using specific mechanics and different the documents to actually do the filings okay. to actually we're using just simply we're using set processes what have been given with to a closure actually approval by the the chief that's russell j guild the general postmaster will we have to do it a specific way to actually board the vessel so that gives us a diplomatic immunity because with that, we have seen that it goes through the Canberra Post Office, it goes to the uh, Port of Sorry in Sydney, and all the federal authorities will be notified that you've got diplomatic community. So the hope is, I, like myself, I don't want to see it tested myself, but we should be able to give our, our details to the police, and they'll run through the system, and sorry, we can't actually uh, contract with you. Yeah, I, I want to see it first myself, but yeah. that's what... That's well, what that's, we're aiming for, and that's uh, for me. That's a real big. Uh, well, that's a, effectively achieving self. To, to me, to me, that's a big one because I may not be able to change the world or bring everyone on side, but can you imagine? I'd love to see in West Australia. We've got the fastest growing group of postmasters anywhere in Australia. It's really. T I think Nigel, where I'm, I think you've just touched upon something. Yeah. As I've said to you. I believe that there is true substance to what you're saying to me, but where you're losing is on the language. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, again, it comes back to uh, the people mandate the position of power. If you can get enough people to understand what you're mm -hmm. talking about here, they will shift Correct. the power. And this is the big issue, and this is why I wanted you mm -hmm. guys on, right? Yep, and the, and sure. the other groups, the other groups as well, because if I would be, if I'm going to put it very specifically mm -hmm. into the way I see it, uh, until we get the consciousness shift, until people are becoming aware of these issues that you're talking about, not venues, these issues that you're talking mm -hmm. about, because they are legitimate, but until we all start to understand that we've been manipulated in this way, then nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter whether you've mailed yourself in or not, right? Um, 
this is why I, I have been chat, and I've yep. got I've got some more things I want to ask yep, you. Okay, sure. we're going to close it out soon, everyone. But just but, just with that, I think even if I can achieve full diplomatic immunity protection for myself and my 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 two children, yes, I've actually achieved something. And mate, I I believe you're right. Yeah. Yep. To and, me, to me, that's a, a, a big one. And what I say, we'll may have to have a parallel sort of. Um, economy yeah, sort of thing whereas mm. we're finding people coming in they've got all these different some of some permaculture some of chippy you've got so many different people mm-hmm. and i think that's where we can come together i think it's very important we build that we build those communities I, I agree of you. like-minded people and I suppose for a lot of people when like we've had one of our postmasters he's gone through the used to about 20 years court experience and if you had mm. him you'd be quite amazed at mm. what he's gone through in new zealand and so forth they went through common law and new zealand law mechanics they they got to some wins like one that actually came back in island new zealand wow you think that wow how could that be done mm. um with that but he said you got to a stalemate you keep going back to the same thing and, and he, just, he he actually said this was actually because someone who's got the credentials he's been through all these different forums and so forth but he said this was like the missing piece for him yeah. and when yeah. you hit that actually gave me a lot of confidence when i came in when i came across this person where he's actually he's gone through all that i haven't had that court experience but hearing him say that and harry actually articulates that and you know it's just come because one thing people don't realize this isn't just a physical war this is a spiritual war and yeah. one thing is it's all about frequency and energy, and that's one thing I've learned. And we talk oh, about that's true. Yeah. We talk about the mailing ourselves in because part of that we have to bond the document with glue. So part of the coin certain mechanics we do that. But my frequency energy goes with that document. So if someone's got more of that negative sort of energy on the other side, they they may say, "Oh, that's just an envelope," but they're feeling that frequency yeah, energy and, and through that's... that. And that's one thing I'm that really touches me and I yeah. feel like every time I do a, a serving, we call a serving like performance to, to serve someone who we believe is doing something wrong, it's actually harming our world or putting ourselves at some sort of risk. It could be from, you know, building a home, it could be uh giving safe passage from point A to point B. Um, you know, your children have um to be not bothered by someone at school or things like that. That's why I like about this venue. I can actually stop and correct them because it's not up to us to say whether there's, there's anything and wrong with them, but the yeah. burden of proof and the accountability is actually on him. And the best example people may actually have heard of Michael Gunner, the Chief Health Minister in um, Northern, Northern Territory. Territory. Mm-hmm. I know personally the Federal Postmaster, he's over east. He served him. But one thing you'll find find in this it's what you call situation, we call it venue, mm-hmm. is that you'll never hear about why it actually happened. Why did someone like Michael Garner say he's actually resigned because his second child? Does that it's sound good. that sounds so fast? No, I, I think after the papers were served. Yeah, and I think um, I mean it, it's got to be mentioned, and it's obvious. The mainstream media are following a narrative, hmm. and this is again why I want to talk to people like you and we're going to get into claim of life in a minute because yeah. to me this is a subject a whole subject right but this is why i'm not dismissing you yeah. guys okay i'm not necessarily going to follow your process That's or whatever fine. okay but what you're really getting back to is you you're confirming all the things that i learned when i did my own research before anyone was talking about this i mean 
there were people talking about it, but it was 16 years ago, 16 or 17 years ago, literally. Uh, and I came to the conclusion that it was basically impossible to do. Now the postmasters are here. You're talking about the same thing that I was talking about all that time ago. It's not different. So to me, there is legitimacy in what you're saying. And this is why I wanted to get you guys on to break this down because I think the spin is what's hurting you. To me, Deb, jump yeah. in. Well, Robin's um, made a comment on there about reading. I've just worked out where she got the introduction yes. of the postmaster because yes. it's on this sheet that um, yes, the Pink right. Panther brought these down when he came down last. So um, Robin sort of said that she can read this out, and this is just an example of why we can't understand mm. <laughs> what's going on. So the wording on this is, one, for the venue of the quantum is with the sovereign life of the skill set with the correct sentence structure, communication, pass, syntax, grammar, performance by the postmaster. I just look at that. There's no commas in there. That's a big sentence. Mm. And you just go... And look, in the end, you could... So a lot of people would just go, I yeah, don't understand well, what that means. When I use... Let me clarify the word argument, okay? Mm. I'm not shouting at you. No. I'm arguing the point with you. Mm. So for you two postmasters people... Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry Lindsay. She's a bunny uh, postmaster. Okay, you're <laughs> potentially... It's like I said, I can, I can see why people... Because uh, when I first come across it, mm -hmm. what is... That, that to me is gobbledygook. Yeah. Um, it means nothing. But, in the, but you know what, I'll, I'll just tell you right. Yep. I'm like the worst person to speak to about these things because I'm going to keep cutting through and asking the questions until I'm satisfied uh -huh. that I know what you're talking about. And I, I think what... I was coming into the, okay, we're getting towards the end of the show, right? I'm going to be honest. I was coming into this really negatively. Uh, I've spent the last easy five days for, I think, how long, when did we talk about this, Deb? Was it a week ago? Probably a week ago. Okay. I've spent the last week feeling sick to my stomach about this mm -hmm. because I was scared that I was going to come in and give you so much grief. <laughs> that you were going to just storm off, storm off, all right? But it got to a point where I think I've had a couple of conversations with people and I and I, I have been saying the same thing to everyone that I've said to you tonight. I think there is something to this mm. because yep. I did my own research. Mm. But, again, um, despite all the great work that you guys are doing, you come into it with all this just whiz-bang finale kind of talk that you just lose me before you start. If you guys came into it and went, look, the thing is there's a system that was developed and, and it was around the postal system and that puts those people into this certain legal position. Therefore, if you join that, you can then take this path that breaks through all of these barriers or you know i'm just i'm just making this up as i go i would be like yeah right on man yeah <laughs> i'm not necessarily going to do what you're talking about but i'm really really interested in what you're saying mm. whereas as soon as you get into the park and you say quantum language mm. uh 
I know we're only meeting for the first time. Yep, I think sure. I did get introduced to you some time ago, actually. But uh, I've seen you speak. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing you, okay? I'm being honest That's fine. with you. I'm That's being brutally honest with you. Um, I literally, the camera goes, the switch on the camera goes to off position and I turn around and walk away because uh, I'm probably a little, I'm not trying to be known, so I'm probably a little more informed about general general subject matter than most people and I have done a lot of this research way before any of this stuff happened, way before this kicked off. I'm one of those weird, nerdy, weird people. They call me a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Um, but 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 I uh, I've generally speaking everything that everyone's talking about today I've spent some time looking into it so I need to understand a little bit more than quantum or venue mm. you know and I and I and I hope that this has helped other people to start to understand because again I, there is a lot of validity to what mm. you're saying. Mm. And for that, I, I thank you for being here tonight, Nigel, and I thank you for putting up with me as well. Now, with that, yep. let's talk about claim of life because this is something that we've left to the very end because to me, this is essentially, uh, Lindsay, the crux of the whole thing that we're talking about. It's the first step. And it's... Debs has said the first step. I think everyone heard that. I'm not sure. But I want to know, Lin, uh, sorry, Lindsay? Yeah. Sorry. God, um, the wine's kicking in, everybody. <laughs> um, what is it about the claim of life that intrigued you and why is it that you want to make the claim of life and what, what do you understand about what the claim of life is? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you're asking three questions. Yeah, it's, it's sort of all one big question, melting. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, I've heard of um, claiming that you were a living being before, not actually the words claim of the life. Um, and when I started to hear about the work of the postmasters, that word was coming in claim of life, claim that you're a living being. And it seemed that you couldn't actually challenge the system. Um, unless you were coming out of the system and saying, I'm not part of that, I'm not a dead entity or corporation. I am a living being that God created. So it, it seemed to me through everything that I'd read and heard of, from all the different little offshoots of conspiracies, <laughs> yeah. um, that it was so important that you had to claim back who you first were when you were born. Mm. before they put you down as being a dead vessel and handed over a birth certificate. And I totally get that. That part of it I really yeah. get. Yeah. Um, you're saying to the system, Yeah. it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the word, anyone who's an Alex Jones fan will know what I'm talking about. It's about Mr Wordsworth saying, no, I'm a living human being. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just a number. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So... Mm. Um, so I, when I was looking at the uh, system with Nigel and the postmaster system, that was step number one. So you couldn't, uh, you had to have that solid foundation underneath you before you could start making any claims. Because if you've been put down as being a dead entity, 
they won't listen to you. They can't hear you. You've got no rights. You've no rights. They can't hear you. They can't see you. Well, in fact, a corporation is considered as powerful as an individual. Mm. So a corporation who has a 1,000 individuals steering its rudder um, can't possibly be compared to a living human being. Philosophically speaking, Mark, can you yes. jump in on that subject? Does it yes. Explain to people what I'm saying. That's right, because uh, a living person is a, a, a being who thinks not merely quantitatively, but qualitatively. And we yes. cannot reduce the whole world to numbers. This is a big mistake that Noam Chomsky made with his universal grammar and that so many scientists make. This is what we've been well, fighting I'm about with COVID. For tell, tell everyone why. why? This is a very... It, Two minutes. One, sorry, One minute. Yeah. Uh, Einstein basically taught his relativity theory through claiming that mathematics dominates all and reality is fundamentally mathematical. That's why it leads to logical paradoxes. Exactly the same mathematical overlordship over science occurs with the COVID scheme. You have the outbreak of elbow pox. The mathematical modelers predict a million deaths. They bring in masks, lockdowns and jabs. And at the end of the time period assigned for the million to die, only 30,000 very elderly mm. people die. The government then claims that the mass lockdowns and jabs worked. Yeah. This gets into the medical journals and finally gets into the textbooks. And the whole of science is corrupted, both by Einstein and by the COVID pedigree. And it's important to remember that the victors write the history books. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So with that, everyone, let's continue about the discussion about the claim of life. Okay, so I'm currently going through the claim of life, and there's about seven, seven steps. steps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so I wanted to do this because as we're all experiencing what's going on with our lives, you know, I've been terminated from my employment as a teacher. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just look all around, or you can't go in that shop, you can't travel, you can't go and see elderly relatives, and you stopped all the way, and I know it's wrong. So mm. I need some, as Nigel would say, remedy, which means yeah. I need a solution. I mean, you're, you're walking through life, you're, you're at the supermarket, and you're thinking, I'm a living, breathing human being, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sick. No. I'm not killing granny. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurting the kids. Yeah. Um, I'm just a normal person. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted answers. I wanted I wanted some authority as that living being and to say this isn't right. I needed some answers. I could see what was happening with paying tax, with your land tax, all these things with the water corporation poisoning our water with fluoride, which is... Hydrofluoric hydrofluoricilic acid. Salicylic acid, yeah. That, that, yeah, hydrofluorosilic acid, Silicine, that's right. Yeah. Eats through cement, people, and they put it in our water. Absolutely, and I don't consent to that, so I'm not paying I my bills. I don't bill. consent to that either. I'm not paying my bills, so I've, I've started to challenge um, many different corporations. So, Lindsay, you reject being forcibly medicated by your government. <laughs> yes, um, I do. <laughs> isn't it interesting, though, sorry to pick on this point, um, we're not pushed for a lot of time. Um, we're being, we all recognise that we're being forcibly medicated by it through this experimental medical procedure that they're putting upon us. 
but not many people realise that we're being forcibly medicated every single day of our lives. Yes, we are. Any water that you're drinking, if you go out for a meal, if you buy a coffee to go, you know, a lot of the um, areas in Australia have been fluoridated and people don't realise. And, yeah, this isn't just... They've made the decision that they want to put fluorine in our water to medicate us to improve our dental our dental hygiene. Yeah, it's a made-up thing. Absolutely made up. Mm. You know, if you want to improve that, that's your choice. First of all, let's stop eating the sugar. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, and I think it's important to note that everyone, if you think that fluoride's for your teeth, I'll ask you to go and do some research about what fluoride really does to the human body. Yeah. It it's makes you well. It makes you very suggestible and very placid. Absolutely, yes. I believe they used it in the, the war camps. In the well, country. they use so you can't go on the internet and see the uh, Dr. Mengler experiments and things like. Oh, I was a warped child. I looked that up. I looked that up. Actually, I wasn't a child at that stage. I was in my early twenties, and. I, I, I watched videos of, and I don't know if it was Joseph Mengele, but it was a Nazi scientist, right? They'd put this massive injection of fluoride into it, one of the frail <coughs> Jew, Jewish people, mm -hmm. someone who's like skin and bones, and they would then start burning their arm with a Bunsen burner mm -hmm. and saying, how does that feel? And the person would be going, no, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. And you could see yeah. the smoke coming off the flesh. How is it now? Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. So we're having that put into our water, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. it lowers your IQ. It does everything. Do, and, 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 and so when the government starts saying to you, oh, we're going to forcibly medicate you with a highly experimental yeah. medical procedure, yeah. everyone's like, yeah, it feels okay. Yeah, yeah man. exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. So um, give me a drag on that doobie. Yeah. Pacification, it's called. It's called it, it is. Absolutely. It is. So that's so you're that's trying to claim your power back. Absolutely. And I completely relate yeah. to that. Yep. So Thank challenge. I've, put, I've already put some um, processes in place to challenge, but I don't feel that it's got the full authority. I'm just reading and researching and trying this and trying that. So mm -hmm. when I heard about the postmaster and started listening, I was hearing about things that I hadn't ever. I've never heard about this. Never before. thought of, yeah. Mm. And I, I'm thinking, okay, I think there's something in this, but I haven't got to the end of my journey with it yet. Anyway, Nigel, as um, with uh, me being terminated from my employment, um, I filed a claim uh, for unfair dismissal, and that is a real laugh um, for fair, with the Fair Work Commission. Listen to that name, Fair Work Commission. <laughs> You, everyone's ears are freaking out right now. Nothing everyone online and everyone who will listen post the airing of this episode is listening to you right now. Well, good. Um, I'm sure they'll have heard the stories that fair work, it's nothing to do with fair. It's, mm. it's to do, I mean, fair work, they've got a fair work act, which law, legislation, no, not at all. Well, the Fair Work Commission was set up to protect employees against the wrongdoings of employers. Now, however, yeah. as you're alluding to, yeah. it's been, it's like twisted on its head. Absolutely. And now it represents the employers. Absolutely. As the employers as proxies to the government. Yeah. Because that's what employers have now become. They're like... The deputy, so the government being the sheriff, has deputized 
the employers That's right. yeah. to mandate jabs, for example, and alter working conditions. Mandate, um, monitor, correct, and control, control, all of those sorts of words mm -hmm. to squat upon the people upon their employees yeah okay so now not only do we have the globalists squatting upon us i'm talking about the tech billionaires mm. whose wealth yeah. has increased 10 times through these lockdowns globally they're squatting all over us mm. some of them are parking uh, are farting and shitting on us as well the right. yeah, then the government's also taking a squat on us yeah uh, and now even our local councils are squatting on Absolutely. Um, yeah. I've been pissed on enough and I've had enough. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So Nigel said, okay, I'll step in. I'll have a look at some documentation. What have you got? So I gave him some documentation around my case. And um, he has syntax grammar checked it. Mm -hmm. uh, he has um, served a amicus Korea, yeah. which um, uh, Nigel. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty much a, like a commonly for most people, it's like a, a lawsuit. But the difference is the document is actually the, you hold courts through the document, so you don't have to go into the court. Their sort of courts, the documents of court, you are going to hold them to count. So the burden of proof is actually on them. Yeah, yeah you put it back on them. You yes. ask them to prove their case. Yeah. And yeah, and that's a fair call. Cool. And just one thing with this, what people may be interested in, whenever a federal postmaster has ever served an amicus curiae, no lawyer has ever intervened. Okay. That's important. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Sorry, I've got to interrupt because the question's just popped up that I've got to ask. Mm -hmm. uh, have those documents been replied to or acted upon so far? In other words, have you had success? Okay, we have not had a, a positive response, but we got an immediate response. Right. So the journey is not finished. Which is very, very Just to give an example, because yeah. so I checked the track, because one thing we, our lizard, we've seen that we're tracking, we can track them. Okay. And the 918 I checked on the, was it Wednesday or, or wherever it was in the morning, but at that night, she had two phone calls that night. Okay. So is that back, and have you really heard anything about that in the last so many weeks? Um, well, what's happened is uh, the the person that was served, I, I want to keep coming in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. The person that was served contacted their lawyer. Their lawyer contacted my lawyer. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of questions being asked, she'll put it like that. But the other party is trying to push this and get it thrown out of the... Um, Work commission, so they said, okay, you know, you've got well, this date, really close date, a few more days left to sign this um, uh, settlement deed, uh, otherwise, we're getting it all dismissed and thrown out. Now, you know, why I'm so interested mm -hmm. in hearing about this is because I understand what you're talking about, and I know that this is in reality, we're mm -hmm. not talking yeah. quantum anything right now. We're talking, I'm sorry to pick on you, no, that's fine, that's um, fine. We're talking about reality, yeah. and I know that this is happening yeah okay and i come back again to the, the the mandated power base they are they are responding to you because there is a reality to this yeah 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. No. It just means that they're trying to figure out how to reply back to you, right? Yeah. And which leads me to exactly why yep. I'm not poo-pooing you guys, even though I've been a prick tonight. Okay? That's, that's fine. Um, the, the fact is, is that if you get enough people on board, you change the power base. base. That's right. The dynamics. The numbers. Yeah. Which is why I've been so tough tonight on you guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound like God, it feels weird saying that. Um, it's not my position to put any – I'm no authority, right? I'm just the host. But I wanted to know about all these things so I could break it down and understand it for myself. And I think we've successfully done that tonight. I think so. I'll I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples with this. One thing we always say that all communications must be through rich mail. And just say I've had a few dealings with the education department. Haven't we all? Yep. (laughs) But the big difference is that I state who I am and that without fail, everything comes through the registered post. I've actually prevented a teacher from actually getting terminated by doing this syntax and because people say, what's in for you? I just did it, it felt right. Mm-hmm. And I did all the syntax and there's a lot of hours spent on it. So don't ask me how many pages there were and all these mm-hmm. all these um, mailings yeah, and so forth. It, yeah. But it was almost like a hot potato within the education department. Mm-hmm. And if people are looking for results, he, he actually, his last one, it said he could be still subject to discipline action. So even though he's back on the job, he's still subject to that. But the good thing is we've got the forensics, got the evidence. We've actually syntaxed it, disqualified the grammar. We've served them through Richard Post. And you look at that, he's actually, so the ball's back, the, the burden of proof's on them. He's back in his role now, and the actual principal keeps a, a fair distance from him. They leave him totally alone. It's like another situation we had, um, like uh, I said about the homeschooling, I won't go through the specifics, but we were doing all these mailings. I even got a letter back from the education minister, so I mm-hmm. sent tax rebut that, sent it back, heard nothing mm. actually from that. But then I tried a different tax. She said, set up a meeting with the, the manager in the homeschool. And so I went up there, even my wife will testify, we went up there with our son, it just, you just felt like you had a, that was my defining moment, the, the venue. I went up to the, the receptionist. I didn't even need to say the name, Mr. Wilson. And without fail, 10, 15 seconds, the manager came out, but he was so nervous. You mm. could just stay nervous. It's almost like they yeah. knew who you were, your your authority, and he knew all about what school my son went. But that's, but that, but Nigel. Whenever you go into any, and we've got to wrap it up in yep, a couple sure. of minutes, right? Whenever you go into a situation that where you've become informed, you know, you've taken the opportunity to inform yourself. Mm. Uh, what's the word for it, everyone? It's a, it's a highly, it's a term that's been really, really, uh, there's a lot of spin about this in the mainstream media, but do your own research. Mm-hmm. You are a, you're an adult, you're, you have just as much intelligence as any lawyer, mm-hmm. you might not have their training, although the postmasters are looking to correct that, but just because you can't put things or articulate things just like they can, 
It doesn't mean, it's the same with doctors, Mark, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. It doesn't mean that they know better than you do. Uh, so at all time, um, I, I urge everyone to use your own critical thinking and make up your own mind. If you're not happy, go and ask the questions that you're too embarrassed to ask. And if, that, if someone looks down upon you when you do that, screw them. Mm. Because you have the right to understand. Deb, do you want to jump in? We've got about... 30 seconds to go, everybody. Can I just, the last one, just for everyone. Sorry, if our listeners get dropped in the next minute, I do apologise. We're about to wrap up the show. You'll be able to listen to the end in about 20 minutes. Just for people tomorrow down at Buston tomorrow night. Yes, please. Let's talk about that. We've actually got an event on. So it starts at 5.30, 5 o'clock. In Buston. What's the address? I know it's the council chambers. Southern Drive. Yep. So it's actually there, and for the people in Perth, we already had 100 tickets sold, so we're in the uh, next Friday night yep. at the Super Football Club. Okay, and so of course... What's your website? Yep. So what's your you, website real quick? Uh, the best, I'm just thinking uh, with that, I know we've got a webpage, but... Um, I'm sorry, Ruth May, we're right. not accepting calls at the moment. Please, let's quickly, everyone, if you're missing uh, uh, all of these web addresses right, right now, we're going to list it in It's the best to post it, I think, Okay, everyone, please just check back to the episode posting for tonight's live show. We will have that, that information in the description for you. And, of course, you can catch up with Nigel. Where tomorrow? In Bustleton. Bustleton. To Southern Drive. To Southern, Southern Drive. Drive. It's at the Council Chambers. Council Chambers in Bustleton. What time? Five o'clock. Five p.m. tomorrow yeah. afternoon, everyone. You if you book a ticket and or you or you can pay cash at the door. Right. Yeah, pay, pay cash, cash at the door. Cash at the door. Ten dollars. Link in the description below, everybody. Now look, we've got to close the show. So I'd like to thank so much, Nigel. You've been a real sport tonight. You really have. Um, I, it's I, been it's been a good experience. Yeah, I, I think has. I'm better from it. Uh, I think if I had to be cruel by you again, I'd be better for the experience. Well, I'll be honest with you. I was kind. No, I'm just being a prick. <laughs> I can uh, confirm that after the conversations that Andy and I have had. Yeah. Up to this, I was thinking, oh my God, I've, I've honestly, I've honestly, truthfully struggled with how I was going to approach mm -hmm. tonight's show. Mm -hmm. um, generally, I don't put a lot of thought into it because I just rely on my own kind of conversational ability kind of thing. And that's why I push everyone to make notes for me. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, but because you've, you've given some a bit of layman's term clarity around some of the remedy that people or some of the benefits that people can have from going down this process. That's right. Because there's, there's so many options out there of people, you know, giving people information about what they can do to become sovereign or to do this or take the power back. But, you know, the, the questions you've got to ask is, you know, is it going to stand up in a court? Is it, yes. is it, rem, is there remedy? So you can go down and do the proof of life and, or do whatever, claim your life birth certificate, but what's the remedy going to be for that? Is it just going to then, you're going to chuck it in the drawer and it means nothing? So it's just. And you know what, Deb? Um, I'll, I'll just throw yep. it out right now. I'd love to have this conversation again because I'd like to take this further. Um, I don't think that we, in this format, I yeah. don't think we have the opportunity to delve into it a lot. Yeah. Um, so 
I, I actually, to be honest with you, I'd like to catch up with you in a few three months' time, maybe. That'd be lovely because mm. um, I do want to stay in touch with your groups, with all you groups or all of these groups, I should say. Everyone, I am very interested in what everyone has to say. I'm not trying to put my uh, – I'm not trying to tell you how to think. Exactly. Okay. I've used the analogy tonight already. Uh, I don't know if I did it on air or not. But um, I look at all these groups like the sperm trying to crack the egg, right? There's thousands of them we none of us have the answers but one of us is going to crack and this is why i don't want to dismiss any group unless you're like honestly so far out there it's not funny and and i don't well actually mark i'm in the flying sources so i'm sorry i've got a fairly wide spectrum but the thing is if you if you don't fit that really wide spectrum then i know that you're full of it because i'm a bit of a weirdo so i'm you can say a lot of things to me and I'll go, okay, yeah, I'll listen to what you've got to say. But um, now that we've broken through the quantum language or the quantum grammar and the venue, I feel so much better about speaking to you tonight. I really yes. do. So I want to thank you for that. And, and, Lindsay, thank you for being here with us to tell us about your experience. And, Deb, of course, Deb's been the host of tonight's show, everybody. We're at Deb's house in Bunbury. Deb, thank you so much. That's for being. okay. My pleasure. Thanks, Deb. I really appreciate it, Deb. You know you're one of my favourite people in the world. I know. <laughs> okay. That's enough gushiness, everybody. <laughs> Nigel, Lindsay, thank, thank you for joining us. Mark, thank you so much for being here. Of course, I very, very much value your input. Um, Mark has a very intriguing brain, everybody. Well, when I knew it was this Nigel, I realised things were going to go well. Okay, fantastic. So, everyone, just for a little bit of a heads up uh, to what we're doing, uh, Mark and I are here tonight in Bunbury. Tomorrow we go to Williams. There's an interesting camp out on a farm in Williams for the Perth Freedom Community. That's going to be fun. I don't know what to expect. I'm sure it's going to be not what I'm thinking. Uh, and then Mark and I are heading to Albany where we're doing a whole host of interviews with bats injured people. Mm. Okay, and that's going to be fantastic. So for everyone who's really into that, um, we haven't had um, a, a new episode for, what, a full week or two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Mark's all over it because he's, like, wondering what I'm up to. Uh, we are going to go down and do around, uh, I believe, six. Mm. It's going to be a hard three days, mate. Now we get three of those done in, in, in uh, six of those done in three days. I don't know. And in fact, it's actually going to be two and a half days. So we'll see how we go. We're going to make our best effort. Now, everyone, we've got to close the show with a very, very special guest. We have Bill Gates on the line. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Oh my God! Andrew, yeah, keep it together. together. God damn! Cost me a fortune to have Bill Bill call in, but he's going to call in now. Look, I don't have Kelly Newton Wordsworth Wordsworth's song "Hold the Line" to close out on. So I asked Bill if he'd call in to say a few words before he left, and he was gracious enough to do it. So I'm going to say good night. Good night, you guys. Thank you for joining me. Bill, over to you, Bill. 
Hello, my name is Bill Gates, and I will destroy you. Good night.